Hello, this is uh, Daryl Kane with the Reach and Thrive Together podcast. So glad to be back with you once again and excited about our guest that we have on today. We're going to discuss several topics around uh, uh, Morrisville, North Carolina, and we're going to talk about technology and just uh, this local leadership. So I've got Steve Rao on the call with me today. And Steve is a well-known business partner and uh, councilman in the town of Morrisville. So uh, Steve, welcome to the podcast and look forward to our conversation. How are things going today? Oh, Daryl, it's great to be here. Happy holidays to you and uh, looking forward to uh, this wonderful podcast today. Yeah. So, Steve, tell us a little bit about your background. I know I just did a really brief intro. I think you are well-educated and uh, very connected in the political scene. So tell us a little bit about your background. Well, fantastic. Well, I... uh... First of all, I'm in. Uh, I'm a lawyer by trade, but I'm in the technology industry. So for a number of years, I've been, you know, head of business development at many high-tech ventures. Uh, I was at Alphanumeric Systems, a global tech company here in North Carolina, for about 13 years, and now I'm a. I, I run business development. I'm a partner at a firm called State Federal Strategies, where I do different uh, economic development projects, working with them, and then I have. Uh, consulting I'm doing for different tech companies, helping them with their state and local government business development strategies. Uh, and then I'm also a city council member in Morrisville. So I begin my new decade of service next week when I'm sworn in for my fourth term. I served as mayor pro tem for a few years. And uh, I um, you know, basically was the uh, first, uh, I was elected in 2011, becoming the first uh, Indian or Asian American elected in the state. And can't believe I've been here 10 years. And in my role in Morrisville, which we'll talk about, I do a lot of the economic development for the council, a lot of the technology, uh, which is really sort of the two things I lead on a lot for our team. Wow. Yeah, that's great. So, um, yeah, when people hear Morrisville, they're, they're, they're like, where, where is that? Yeah, I've heard of, you know, Raleigh, I've heard, heard of Cary, heard of Durham. So tell us a little bit about Morrisville. Well, Morrisville today is one of the fastest growing um, towns in North Carolina. Hmm. Just to give you a perspective, Daryl, about you know, 20 years ago, there was just a few hundred people here, and today we're about 38,000 or plus uh, you know, in our population. Uh, we're about 15 minutes from Chapel Hill, Durham, Raleigh, right near the airport, uh, 10 square miles, uh, so there's just a lot going on in Morrisville. And a couple of things people don't know about Morrisville, uh, 10% of all public companies in North Carolina are headquartered in Morrisville. Uh, we have a uh, great cricket being played in our f- fields and cricket. Um, and uh, 55% of our population is from the nation of India. So uh, we're a very diverse and inclusive community. And, you know, recently we're so proud that we got rated uh, two weeks ago as the number one city or town to live in North Carolina. And then a couple months ago, we were named as the all America city by the national civic league, one of 10 cities. So, we're growing fast, lots of technology, lots of innovation. Most of our companies are in tech and life sciences, which we find to be interesting in terms of our economic development wins, companies like Microsoft, Invitai, uh, which is a genomics company coming to Morrisville, Cineos Health, um, many pharma, life sciences companies here. So it's just amazing, a small town doing a lot of really great things and um, great place to live, great place to work and a great place to play. Yeah, I've, uh, actually, I live in Cary, and uh, I find myself over in Morrisville a couple of times a week, either to, to shop or to, to eat and, uh, you know. Or to and swim. Just, I see you at the pool. Yeah, we <laughs> swim over there or just try to drive, you know, miss some of the traffic on 40 and try to take some of the back roads. So it's a, it's a great little town to, to be a part of. But yes. So, um, yeah, so I know you mentioned some things around technology, and, um, you know, we're right here in the Research Triangle Park, and we've been known for really kind of our technology industries and, and growth in that area. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about what, what do you see as far as 
some of the things happening in technology and, you know, how can people uh, get connected with that? Well, the greatest thing going on, I mean, first of all, it's an exciting time to be in technology because of the rapid pace of technological innovation we've seen. If there's anything we've seen from COVID, we're using platforms like Zoom and digital technology to better connect with each other. So we're continuing to work, uh, create companies, do business. But at the same time, I would say the greatest uh, exciting thing in technology is what's known as smart cities. Uh, you hear this term a lot, uh, digital transformation. And really what these words mean is just leveraging technology and data that you can increase operational efficiencies of a town. You can enhance the quality of life for your citizens. And you can help execute many of the strategies of a town, whether it's sustainability, inclusivity, addressing traffic congestion, um, helping with mobility. Uh, all of these things can be uh, enhanced through the use of technology. And, and, and of course, there are apps. So we're now seeing most of our uh, engagement with citizens or with our customers, if you're in business, is creating apps. So do I have an app on my phone, register on the app? So these kinds of technologies are really what I think are critically important for in the role that I play as a city council member in terms of how do we enable other cities across the state of North Carolina to understand what is a smart city and how I can get started. Yeah, those are some great things. We'll maybe unpack that a little bit more. So there's a lot of times when you think about uh, technology, you think about sort of the big, you know, the, the Apples, the, the Microsofts, you know, people like that. But when you talk about a city or a town being invested in technology and really kind of um, being on the cutting edge, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, so what are some of the things that smart cities? I know that you're, you talked about, uh, you know, data, maybe technology, uh, energy. What are some of the things that uh, Morseville is doing in, this, in that space? Well, that's a great question. And that's what, what I want to do today in the podcast to just give some practical examples for people who can live on. And we want to thank, you know, I know you work at NC State. NC State does a lot of stuff. They're actually partnering with the Connected Communities Conference this Friday, which I'll be going to. Uh, and, uh, you know, Chancellor Woodson and, and, and the team there, Dennis Kikis, who's, I think, retired, they were very involved with, you know, smart cities working with Raleigh. But a couple of practical examples. So one thing we've done in Morrisville that is an amazing um, thing is what's called the smart shuttle. OK. And what this is, it's powered by an app called Via, where today we have 15 nodes. So my son, for example, is a high school kid. He can use this to go to the Morrisville Aquatic Center or to go to Church Street Park. He'll come to the place near our neighborhood, he'll take it, and then it'll pick him back up. So we're, seniors are using this, it's being used tremendously by a lot of our citizens. It's only been up and running for about a couple of weeks. So that's an example of a smart city solution where you're enhancing the quality of life, right? Hmm. The other area would be what I call the, connect, what we call, our staff calls the Connected Park Initiative. So on this Wednesday, the town of Morrisville is going to be named as a finalist in the Smart um, Clean Tech uh, Smart Awards and uh, Innovation Awards, and we've also been a part of the Smart City Readies, Readiness Challenge, working with the RTP in North Carolina on our Smart City Strategy for North Carolina. But another example would be sustainability. Well, actually, connected parks. So, being able to leverage technology through sensors to monitor, um, let's say, there's a flood in a park, that you would get a notification on your device to not go to the park, right? Hmm. Uh, looking at the usage of facilities, are, are my tennis courts being used, right? 
am I, am my facilities being used where I can actually go and see in real time now? Um, so the connected park orders, sensors on the roads so we can track in real time congestion. And I know you've driven through Morrisville where there's a lot of traffic. So having a technology corridor so we can make decisions even when the council is planning that we can actually see what is the actual traffic counts at eight in the morning or five in the evening, right? How does that compare before the pandemic? What would it be like if the pandemic is ever over? And the final thing I would say is sustainability. So a great example would be energy efficiency. So we have a pilot going on with our, our fire station one called a solar array. And we have at the fire station one, an actual panel there that you can, it's using solar power to power the fire station, but you can use the smart technology that we have there, the sensors to get at any given time, the energy usage of the building. How does that compare to what we had before? So we're using these technologies as we move forward for a whole smart Morrisville strategy where we can get better about when we do new buildings, how can we be more, more energy efficient, right? So mm. sustainability, uh, our quality of life, this, these are the things that I hope I answered your question, but these are how smart technologies can be used um, to help better the life for our residents. No, those are, those are great things. I didn't know about any of that that's happening. So I'm, I'm definitely going to try to, to learn more about that and may try to get out to the conference this Friday. But, um, you know, you think about, you know, the growth of Morrisville and people coming in, and then you mentioned the diversity of Morrisville. You know, I would imagine that this uh, investment in technology and the use of technology drives people to your area and want people want to live here and want to, you know, live, play and work here. Um, so that's very exciting that you got uh, these exciting, um, really technology-focused solutions that are happening, and I think that probably helps to, uh, you know, attract more more people and diverse people uh, to this area. So, any thoughts on that, as far as like diversity and technology? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think first of all, we have a huge uh, community here from the nation of India. Many of them are in the technology sector, the life sciences sector. And mm -hmm. a lot of them come here because of the huge technology employers we have in our backyard, Cisco, NetApp, Lenovo, Microsoft, Oracle, uh, Credit Suisse, right? all of these great companies. Um, but they're also, I think, is a great opportunity. And this is one of my plans for Morrisville moving forward is to be the place in Morris in the in the state where we have the most technological innovation occurring right here in our own community. So mm -hmm. one example is we have actually led to create a smart cities advisory committee. And we're doing exactly that. We're taking technologists and different leaders and bringing them into this committee so they can work with our CIO Rick Ralph to uh, develop ideas of how to make Morrisville even a more technologically a sophisticated place where technology is used. And you know, we're actually now working on creating a mobile app for Morrisville and the, and the committee is doing doing that. So that's my goal is I want us to be the number one technology. When, when you say Morrisville, I want all the tech companies, the investors, um, you know, the, the people like John Chambers, who we brought for our startup summit. He's a family friend from West Virginia. I want John Chambers investing venture capital here uh, mm -hmm. at NC State, at North Carolina, but yeah, some in Morrisville. Uh, and I want to create an incubator. That's another thing I want to do. I want to create an incubator where we can test these ideas uh, and even encourage big companies to come in and pilot uh, with the town of Morrisville. Wow, got a lot of great plans and uh, that's very exciting. <laughs> you're I'm already an ambitious person. <laughs> you're already a busy guy. I'm not sure how you're going to add much to with your, your current plate. But, uh, I'm well, sure you I'm do. sort of like yeah, I, I'm the salesman for the council. I'm the ambassador for the council. So <laughs> Mayor Colley and I work together. We have a 
great relationship, but I'm sort of the you know, one of the council members he turns to to you know, keep running, you know, keep moving the ball down the field and meeting people, leveraging these connections. And, yeah. And even though he's the, even though he's the mayor, when I see Mayor TJ, he goes, "You know a lot of people. You know a lot of people." <laughs> but that's what I love to do is to connect yeah. these ideas, right, and to work with him and my colleagues on the council. We're really excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I've actually worked with him some. Uh, I was helping out with the green, uh, what is it, Green Hope High School uh, business advisory. Yeah. He's pretty active there. And I know he's really active in the K-12 space. And well, that'd be, yeah. be a good thing to talk about really briefly here. So, um, you know, obviously I'm invested in education where we work here at NC State and the Kenan Fellows Program for Teacher Leadership is really focused on K-12 education. Um, so what, any thoughts around just technology and just uh, how can we get more you know, younger people into this space and how can we get them prepared? So. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I do have a couple of thoughts. I mean, you know, I think that, you know, first of all, one of the things that John uh, Chambers said when he was here about a year and a half ago, and then he he spoke at our startup summit virtually, was that um, the first biggest challenge that we face, but it's also an opportunity, is that automation in the next decade could put away about 40% of the jobs we know of today globally, right? But there's an opportunity to create new jobs, and many of those jobs Chambers predicted would be in startups, right? early stage companies, but it's also the thing that he also mentioned, which I totally agree with, is that the new skills we're going to need, our children are going to need to um, to be able to create those new jobs, right? Because there's so many new jobs being created right now where the skills don't exist. Many in areas like robotic process automation, artificial intelligence, augmented reality in the tech field, right? And what we have to do, there's two, two components to our strategy. First of all, community college system. This is incredibly important. And now we've obviously, NC State is the jewel of our state in terms of training the engineers and what Chancellor Woodson is doing to make sure that we're keeping up with the pace of innovation. But I'll give you a practical example, Wake Tech RTP. Last week, I we toured the early career STEM high school. So this is on the campus in building two in their bio, bio building, the new building, where they have a state-of-the-art classrooms where they're gonna be training our children on computer science. And these high school kids will be able to earn enough credits at the high school to then maybe even get college credits. Hmm. They're looking at apprenticeships and internships. So my advice for the kids is first of all, leverage these community college experiences. If you don't go to the class, which is gonna be opening in 2022, enroll in a community college class. They can take high school kids. You upgrade your skills, learn new skills every day, right? The second thing is internships. And you and I worked on this when we were working together in Greenhope. And, and I'm also, uh, my, I'm a parent of a Panther Creek junior. Um, these kids can now get high school internships, open up their eyes, get that practical experience so that when they go in, they're going to be more prepared. So mm -hmm. I hope that answers your question. But I think the key is we have to, it's a very changing time. And the challenge is the educational systems are um, not moving fast enough today to keep up with the jobs of the, what I call the new economy. Right. right? That, that's, and Salil Parekh, the CEO of Infosys, he was here two years ago, uh, which is a huge IT company. I know you've worked with HCL in the past and they created a global innovation hub. And this CEO who came from Bangalore, India, said that the jobs that they were training in with the community college system were jobs that did not exist today. But wow. the training they were doing was, was giving them the skills so they compete. This is not only a North Carolina issue, it's a US issue, but it's also a global issue because nobody has the answer to it. But, you know, I know that NC State's working on it as well. 
yeah, we're all trying to uh, row in the same direction. So you're, you're totally right. And um, I did get a chance to go to visit the Infosys. I think they had an open house one time and we had some teachers to go out yeah. and visit. So it's, I know they were doing some work around like even the uh, U.S. Tennis Association and kind of tracking metrics around the games. It's like, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm a former college tennis player, but data and analytics and you're looking at, you know, I mean, you know, isn't that amazing? You know, how many first serves do you have to win to win Wimbledon on the average? Right. How, you know, the last five, six Wimbledon championships. And you can actually look at the data and analytics and start making predictions. If I can hit this many forehand winners and this many service aces, I I might have the trophy over my head, right? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty patterns, amazing. Right? Yeah, it is amazing, right? So I just try to get the uh, ball over the net. I'm not I'm not at your <laughs> level, so <laughs> go see yeah. the Williams Sisters movie. It was a good movie, King Richard. I loved it. Yeah, As I think I think player. it's on like Netflix or something. I'm definitely gonna check it out. So yeah, but any other I know we kind of uh, talked for a few minutes around technology and education. Uh anything else you want to share with the listeners today is just kind of what's happening in your career or this in uh, technology well, or in Brisville. Yeah. As I begin my fourth term next week, there's a couple of things that, that I would like to work on. I mean, the first is getting a, a downtown moving in Morrisville. We picked a developer to have a downtown mixed-use office space. It's going to be exciting. Um, we signed a cricket agreement with ACE, which is a huge cricket organization. We invest millions in our Chersky parks. So getting World Club kind of cricket matches there and help bring in tourism dollars to the county. An incubator, which I would like to get going on in Morrisville place for startups and the thing we didn't talk about but it might be a good topic for another topic down the road is affordable housing and i think what you're seeing is carrie now investing a million or two million dollars in affordable housing apex investing a lot of money i think we if we're going to be an inclusive community we've got to start investing in affordable housing and making sure that we have places for our teachers or firefighters our, our public works employees our, but, but also the younger generation you know and these companies like apple are coming in and you know, where are people going to work? And I think having the housing prices are going up, uh, and uh, you know, it's a it's a tough time. But I hope, uh, Daryl, th these are like three or four of the things in diversity and inclusion. I'd like to see us maybe hire a manager to focus on that, so we could do more with our parks and rec department. So, lots of stuff. Um, you know, looking forward to a a few more years, um, <laughs> as long as the people more will have me. And uh, maybe eventually I'll run out of things to do and I'll do something else. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, it sounds like you're on the right track. I appreciate all the work you do in the community and we run into each other. Uh, we've run into each other in D.C. before. So that's uh, it's a small world, literally. right? D.C. and the pool. <laughs> I mean, and, and, uh, but yeah, anyway, happy holidays to Daryl, you and the family. And uh, it was, it's been an honor to be on um, your podcast. And uh, we'd love to bring you on to some podcasts I host, too. But thank you so much and really appreciate it. Yeah, Steve, thanks for all your work, and let's definitely stay in touch. Live connected, live well. Hashtag Morseful and see. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Steve Rao for all the work he's doing, and uh, we're going to hopefully have him on again here soon. So thanks, thanks everyone, for listening today.